Uh, in 2015, uh, there was a musical that hit the stage for the very first time, ironically enough, on January 20th. And it was a smash hit, but it really didn't take off for most people seeing it until something called, I don't know if you heard this or not, uh, there was a pandemic uh, in 2020, and people were stuck inside their homes. And so uh, Disney released on their Disney Plus app uh, a version of the musical called Hamilton. Now, raise your hand in the room if you have seen Hamilton, either live or on Disney+. Plus. Okay, so you can have something to watch here uh, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Hamilton is the musical production and storytelling of the life of Alexander Hamilton and, and the, his central story of his life uh, coming to America and making his mark on history, uh, especially the history of the United States. And the driving force kind of the central theme in his life is his legacy and that there is something that's going to be connected to his name, Alexander Hamilton, that people were going to know his name for the things that he had done and his contributions to his change in the world. And when we read through the Gospel of Matthew, we get in Matthew chapter 1, we get this account of the first Christmas and in it, It starts off in a rather, well, peculiar way that seems like it wouldn't make sense to start off a book in the Bible with this way. We read the gospel account in Matthew, the first Christmas, and we find that there is also a connection to a person's name and what they're doing. In fact, the name that a person is connected to can have significant meaning for a person's life. So if you have your Bibles, or you can just listen to me read Matthew chapter 1, starting in verse 1, it says this. It says, uh, this is an account of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham fathered Isaac, Isaac fathered Jacob, Jacob fathered Judah and his brothers, and Judah fathered Perez and Zerah by Tamar. Now pause for a second. I am not going to read all 20 verses of this genealogy. You're welcome. Right? I wouldn't do that to you on an already, already early morning for some of you. Right, But here's what I want for you to understand. Matthew, the person of Matthew who wrote down this gospel, was a tax collector by trade. And we think, and as best we can tell in church history, the first person to ever actually write down the gospel and put paper to pen to record the events of what happened with the life of Jesus. Now, If you read verse 16 through 18, once you get through the genealogy, it says this, And Jacob fathered Joseph, the husband of Mary, who gave birth to Jesus, who is called the Christ. So all the generations from Abraham to David were 14 generations. And from David until the exile to Babylon, 14 generations. And from the exile from Babylon until Christ, 14 generations. Then verse 18 starts our famous story that we know that is the reason we celebrate this season. The birth of Jesus Christ came about this way. And then that's how the Gospel of Matthew starts the story of Jesus' birth and lays it out and what you all are probably very familiar with in the Christmas story and the narrative. Now, Matthew writes down these names because, well, he wants people to know And when they're reading, and when they're writing, and they're taking notes, and they're learning about this gospel, he wants people to know who Jesus should be associated with. 
that in fact the names written down in this matter a lot. Now, I think Matthew is probably the first official name dropper in the Bible because of this, right? He wants association and fame and a little bit of clout to come Jesus' way based on that. But secondly, let's be real practical. Matthew was a tax collector. That's what he did for a living was write down people's names to know where the money was coming from when he went to collect taxes. So the fact that he wrote down names and collected this information is actually not much of a surprise because of his trade. He did this, but he did it with a different purpose. You just watched the children's ministry of our church talk about the names of Jesus, the names of God, and and what those mean. And here's what it means. Each one of these names that are represented by signs that are put across the stage are all ways that people have come to know God, have all come to know Jesus, Jesus as the Prince of Peace in times of chaos and panic and stress. People have come to know Jesus as the Prince of Peace. And it's almost as if with each one of the names, there's a different experience or a different way to know God based on the name and what it means. And the names in this genealogy of Matthew, well, they are how he wants people to know who Jesus is when they read the gospel. They want him to know that when they talk about David, that Jesus is going to be a king. When they talk about Abraham, that he's going to be holy. When they talk about Moses, he's going to be a leader who leads a nation. All of those things mean that. Now, we're in a series called Vintage Christmas at South Union Christian Church. And I can't help but think about what Matthew does in Matthew chapter 1 and what we do during Christmas time as a family. And here's what I mean by that. Usually... At Christmas time, we get a bunch of people together in the room for a designated amount of time. We get their attention, and we have them for a certain amount of time. And then after that, we communicate information, and we tell stories, and we talk about days that have gone by. And when you're younger, you just kind of have to suffer through that, right? Then when you're older, it means a little bit more. And then when you're really old, that means really, really a lot more, right? Because that's, that's the, the part of the, of the family history that you have lived through and can talk about personally. And in the middle of that, that's how our relationships form with extended family and the people we're around. We have shared common stories. And that's what Matthew does. He knows that when he's writing this gospel, there will be a group of people that will be reading what he is writing he will have an, an attentive audience for the people who are reading this letter. And then what he's going to do is he's going to tell story after story after story for people to connect to the stories. And then hopefully, hopefully their relationship with God will grow after he has told those stories and they have heard them. Now, in, in pop culture, in movies and in television, characters that we love and know their names are connected not only just to really like what they do, but who they are as well. So this is not an unfamiliar concept, even if you've never been to church before. And you wouldn't say that you're a Christian. You can relate to and understand that there are characters and a person's name not only brings up what they did, but it also brings up really who they are and how they handle situations, right? Like the name Obi-Wan Kenobi right? Might just be a character name, and we know that he's a Jedi, but we know that also he's a mentor, that he cares about other people, and he's a servant of the Force, and that he invests in other people. 
Hermione Granger. Although she is just a character, we know her to be a loyal friend that is fierce and will fight for the people that she cares about. It's not just what she does, but who she is when she's connected to the name of that character. Any Yellowstone fans in the room? John Dutton. You're like, wow, I never thought I'd hear John Dutton's name in church service before, but we're, we're here, right? So he does many things, but connected to that is that he cares for his family. He's going to do what he's going to do, and he's going to give his word, and he's going to act on it. He is known for who he is and not just what he has done. Clark Griswold. Now, we all know all the many things that he does all throughout the series of the National Lampoon series, but at the end of the day, he's a person who loves his family and will do anything for his family. Because it's not just what he does, but also who he is as connected to that name. And if you're a Parks and Recreation friend, Leslie Nope, right? She runs for political offices and she's in charge of a local government, but really she cares about the people of the city that she works with and she will do anything for them because the name that you are connected with and the name of the people that you're connected with goes way beyond just a name and what they do, but the name is connected to who they are as well. And all of these people that we won't read this morning, but you should go back and read at some point when you either need a good nap or you're trying to find a new baby name. You should go back and read this list right here. All of these names have some type of significance to the people who will be reading the Gospel of Matthew. All of these people carry a significance in Matthew chapter 1. And Matthew wants everyone to know this Jesus you're getting ready to read about is connected to all of these people that have been so important in the past and... Because of that, what is getting ready to happen and who is getting ready to show up is going to do something we've been waiting for and that we've never seen before as well. Now, as we talk about what we've been waiting for, each week at South Union, over the past few weeks, we've been taking a moment just to, uh, to talk about Advent and this idea of that during Advent time, we celebrate and we recognize that it is in this moment of time, we are recognizing that there is a coming king that we have been waiting for. And each week, we light a candle because of, uh, of what they mean, of hope and peace. For the first two weeks, we have hope that Jesus is coming and all those things that come along with that, the peace that he brings. And then our third candle for Advent that we light represents that there is joy that is going to be available to all of us because of who Jesus will be when he comes in power. And when, as scripture says, when he is born in Bethlehem, he will be born the King of Israel, and joy will be available because of him. So this morning, as we take a few moments to remember the joy that is available to us, and we think about the name of Jesus, and the names listed in Scripture connected to Jesus, we know that it's not just a list, but rather that there are time and time and time that Jesus was connected to powerful people. And here's the crazy thing. We believe, well, at least here at South Union, we believe 
that it doesn't stop there, that in fact, that when you profess Christ as your Savior, your identity or who you are gets changed and gets connected to the identity of Jesus. That because of what Jesus did years ago on a cross, joy and hope and peace are available to each person. And every Sunday, we take communion together as a reminder of that. That there is power in the great name of Jesus, and there is healing and there is hope in him. So we're going to give all of you in the room next few moments a chance to just to do that, to take a few moments and spend some time in prayer or to simply just take communion in whatever way you would like to. There's space up here for you to pray. There's communion tables over here on the side, over here on this side, and then two up front. We know that the little wafer on top represents the body of Christ that was broken and that the juice represents the blood that Jesus shed on our behalf so that we could find forgiveness and freedom and life and joy. So we'll give you these next few moments to take communion and to just simply say thank you to Jesus for what he did for all of us on the cross. God, we thank you for these moments where we can just hit the pause button and we can be reminded through children the goodness of who you are and the gospel story. And we know that that's the way you designed it thousands of years ago, that your good news would be delivered through a small baby in a manger. So we give you these next few moments to simply say thank you, that you would know us by name, that you would love us, and that you would lay down your life so that we could find ours. These next few moments are yours. We love you, Jesus. It's your name that we pray. Amen.